Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, and we are super excited. Uh, you know, as we said, we kicked off this year with some great coaches, and, you know, we're finishing up the month of January with some great high school football players that had tremendous seasons this past season. Uh, and this next guest that we have on here is someone who, you know, I follow, I shared with him before uh, we kind of hit play here was I saw him play last year in 2021 as a junior and his team was down 28 nothing at halftime. And he came out in the second half and just made so many plays as a young quarterback and brought his team nearly back to win that game. I think it was like 28-18, 28-20, something like that. Um, but he brought them back, and they had a chance to score at the end of that game. So, uh, you know, I kept my eye on him. and had a tremendous season, played at Wakefield High School this year where they went undefeated, won some huge games against some big-time programs, and and, and and prevailed at the end of the season at Gillette Stadium against Milton High School in a shootout. Um, and, and uh, you know, against a very good, well-coached Milton team with Steve Dombowski, who I've coached against and was a guest on this podcast. So, uh, so I know the type of team they play but you know this kid i thought was tremendous this year if you watch our instagram stories his highlights were all over it and uh you know we're excited to get him on here so without further ado from wakefield high school uh javen willis what's up thank you for having me yeah so we appreciate you coming on here man uh, we're big fan of you here beyond podcast and and what you've done this year and uh wakefield high school just you guys playing the middlesex league which is just a tough gauntlet of teams of, you know, like a team like Stoneham that went to the Super Bowl this year. Um, you know, you have teams like Red. I mean, there's so many good football programs that play in the Middlesex League. So, you know, you guys play some real good teams and um, and so it's good competition. But, you know, for you last year, you guys, I saw you guys play. And like I said, you were a team that just came out in the second half and just dominated. Um, and then the team I wanted to keep my eye on this year and really out the gate, you guys kind of dominated early on in the season. And even in the Middlesex League, really beat some good teams that are typically tough and competitive teams that you did really well so as someone who's a captain of the team junior year going into your senior year your off season what was maybe just a little bit different or maybe just a little bit of a different vibe that was going on in the off season that was maybe different to let you think like hmm, we got something going on here well i just realized like during sevens seven v sevens in the summer we were just clicking i think we lost the game honestly we played redding north redding stoneham and medford they were all there I don't even think I don't think we lost one game that whole summer. And then we went into a tournament too and we lost in the playoffs, but we 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 played real good that tournament. So I knew something was going to happen with our offense was really special and I knew our DBs were going to lock up. So I was a little bit worried about our line though cuz we lost a lot of good players last year like coming into this year, but we had boys step in and and they they really uh stepped it up. Now, was that expected? I mean, from a skill position wise, as you know, coming in like, okay, we have some skills across the board or was that kind of like maybe just more chemistry than anything else? Yeah. So last year we had some really good kids, but our most of our best players were not even seniors. We had our running back and linebacker last year was a senior. He was, he was a dog, but other than that, really, we had a bunch of young kids. And yeah. I knew that our offense was going to be real special. I knew we had the weapons for it. It was just really up to the defense, and they really, they were probably the best thing about our team this year. So, as a captain and someone who obviously invested into the program very much, when you know you get something good going on, how do you, as maybe like a leader, and we have a lot of young kids that listen. I mean, our audience, we have a lot of eighteen to twenty-four high school and college athletes that listen to this podcast. Um, 
you know, how do you lead a team like that? Like knowing that, Hey, we got some talent here. We got some potential. Obviously we got some work to do. Uh, we play a tough league. We play a tough schedule, but uh, you know, how do you lead a team like that? And how do you, you know, conduct yourself as a leader? Yeah. I feel like I'm more like a, I sh- uh, my actions are louder than my words. I'm not really like a big screamer, yeller, getting the guys up, up. I just lead by example, show them like we need to be at these lists. We need to be putting work in off season, but the team wanted to do that. So we were all together putting in work in the off season and it paid off real, really well for us. And that's great. I mean, there's, I mean, as a coach, there's like, I, I know like going into seasons when you know, you're going to be pretty good and you're like, man, we just got to clean up some stuff, but we have athletes, we have tough kids. This, we got defensive line. We have some skill guys on the outside that just are tough to other teams to match up against. And it seemed like that's what you guys kind of had offensively was that balance of, you know, so, I mean, your tight end's a monster, right? You know, so, like, you, you had some good skill guys on the outside. You had a real good run game. Obviously, you're a th- dual threat, and teams have to prepare for you. So, your offense is kind of a nightmare to really have to prepare for. And, obviously, it showed in an undefeated season. Was there a game in, like, the regular season for you that when you guys won, you were like, all right, this team is – we're, we're going to be legit and make a run here. Like you kind of felt it. Probably the Woburn game. Cause that was the first game we were down. We weren't down. Uh, I don't think any game besides maybe Belmont was up one touchdown against us, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I don't think we were down until that. We went down two touchdowns in the first quarter and came back, battled back against a D two team and ended up pulling out the win, held them to zero points the rest of the game after those first two touchdowns. And so for you, I mean, how does that feel? I mean, obviously, as the season goes on, you guys are scoring a lot of points. So offensively, you are clicking. Systematically, I know you guys are spread, but maybe talk about offensively a little bit, your guys' identity. I mean, obviously, QBs have great relationships with their coordinators, and I know we cover a lot of head coaches here. I know your head coach is great himself, but, you know, assistant coaches, they they, they put the grind in too. So maybe just talk about offensively who you guys were a little bit and, and how you guys – I mean, really scored a lot of points. Yeah. Well, really, like, we could do anything that we needed to. So, for example, in the North Attleboro game, we knew, like, we couldn't run on them. Their D-line was really big. They they had some big boys on the linebackers, too. Uh, so we started the game spread out, no empty backfield, throwing the, throwing the ball the whole first half. Then second half, they came out in a three-man front, so we switched right to the run game, took over on the run game. They couldn't stop the run game. If they had to stop the run game, we were going to throw on them. So it was really tricky to stop. We could do whatever we needed to to win that game. Now, for you, I'm just so interested because I've watched film on you too. How much of your run game, like when you run the ball, your number gets called, how much of yours is predetermined you're pulling the ball and, and taking it, and how much of it is you actually reading it? Uh, most likely. So most of my runs are more reads out of the spread. And then when we go down into the Stoneham offense, we that's all uh, predetermined. I'm keeping that. But we have a couple uh, couple plays where I'm predetermined, but mostly all reading. Wow. Okay. So you read pretty well off the end. And, I mean, that's tough, man. That's tough to coach. I mean, I've had some kids who've, who've done it. And I have some kids who've tried to do it, you know. So um, and doing that, obviously, at a high speed and a high level is – is not easy. Um, you know, we're talking about your season and obviously the undefeated run, 
playoffs is cool you know systematically you're kind of playing all over the place and even though you guys were undefeated you weren't necessarily a number one overall one seed um talk about your ranking i mean is that did you guys have a chip on your shoulder a little bit like you know did you feel like you guys were like wow man we won some big games against some big time programs and we still maybe didn't get the respect and the love of one seed or a higher seed than than we got most definitely i was expecting us to be top four top three have our home games and then I seen us at six and I was like, that's crazy that, that they're just disrespecting. Like they just don't believe in us. So we all, we all use that as motivation to, in the playoffs and took it every game and look what happened. Some good stuff happened. So did you guys get a good fan group that like follow? Did you guys get fan buses? So we had a fan bus for the Super Bowl, but we tried to get a couple of fan buses for the away playoff games and not enough people really sh- signed up for it. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. That's a real bummer. I, I guess a bunch of people went like separately though. Uh, we had a good crowd for the two uh, away playoff games that we had. Yeah. I mean, fan buses are a nightmare. Teachers don't really want to yeah. go on those buses and do that. Um, but, but on the flip of it, I mean, when you guys were in the playoffs outside of obviously the Super Bowl of Gillette, we, it was like the toughest spot you guys had to go play. I mean, you got a home game, right? Did you get one home game? Yeah, and we then... had one home game. Okay. Um, I think the toughest place was definitely uh, Plymouth South. We yeah. walked in there right off the bus, the whole fan section screaming at us right away. It was like a two-hour drive. It was windy. It was it was, it was was a pretty pretty crazy uh, situation for us, but we just, we just used it, and we came out really fast. We came out really fast that game. Stopping their running back. They have a great running back. He really he he played pretty good against us, but we held him for what he usually been doing for two teams. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I find it so interesting going and playing like any South Shore team, even as a coach, like it's a nightmare drive, just like you said. It's like you're sitting in traffic no matter what time you leave. Even if you got out of school and got dismissed early, you're still gonna hit that traffic going down there on a Friday. You, you got to get off the bus. Everyone's got to use the bathroom. Everyone's got to stretch. Like it is, it is, it's a nightmare. And then on top of it, it's freezing, you know, mm-hmm. because you're really down there, like by the water. And so, um, yeah, so that I, I can imagine going and playing some of those teams down there and thinking that, yeah, C doesn't matter, but it does when you're driving two hours away, you know, on a freezing, yeah. you know, playoff night. Um, exactly. And then, so your regular season numbers before we jump into just kind of talking a little bit about playing at Gillette, I just, I should have jumped to that earlier, but, um, and again, I could be a little off here, but you know, about 2,100 yards passing at 21 passing TDs and you completed 73% of your passes. I mean, that's, that's a tremendous number there. Uh, considering that you're throwing the ball for 2,100 yards. That means you guys are throwing it 21 passing TDs and to add, you had six rushing yards, uh, six rushing TDs and you couldn't figure out the yards, but Listen, six rushing TDs, you're probably rushing for like 400 yards, maybe even plus more than that. So we'll call it that. Um, and then obviously, tremendous season. I know you would division three, uh, New England Journal, Pro, Pro Journal. I might be saying that wrong. Sorry, fellas, if I'm if I'm no disrespect. Uh, New England Football Journal Division Three Player of the Year, I believe. So you had a heck of a regular season. So before we jump into the Super Bowl, just talk about your season. I threw those numbers out there. I mean, you don't have to like totally brag about yourself here, but feel free to. Obviously, those numbers are pretty good enough, I think, to brag a little bit. But uh, just talk about your your season in general, and just knowing the work that you put into it to kind of get to that point. Yeah, so last year, I had a pretty decent season last year. 
and I didn't get I didn't get any recognition after last season. So I didn't make all star for the league. I didn't get like any honorable mentions for any teams this year or players to watch anything like that. So I came in. Wait, with like you didn't get anything going into this season? Nothing. No way. Yep. That's mind blowing to me. I, I if I'm sure your head coach was kind of mad too because I saw you play, man. That that would be crazy that there was not even one mention of you. That's mind blowing. Yeah. So I had a chip on my shoulder coming in this year. I knew what I had to do to prove everybody wrong. So right off the bat, it kind of we started off a little. Uh, my staff started off a little slow. I didn't have any any passing touchdowns. The, I had two the first game and then none the next game. So I was I was pretty low. I had no only two touchdowns on the year. And I was kind of getting nervous because I was like, I know I need to I need to like show up for this year because I need I need to get my name out there. I need people to realize. So I just kept and then off season I was working with M2 and uh my other coach Breezy, Sean Brackett. He's the head coach for Walton. He uh he's been helping me a lot um with uh like my throwing. So I just been I did a lot of stuff in the summer to get better and focus on I just focused on football more so I feel like that's really what pushed me to have a great season this year is football your sport do you play anything else other than football so I play I play football and I do track in the spring um I used to play basketball but I quit last year because I broke my thumb and my uh my right thumb in football and I wasn't able to try out so I quit that and just focus more on football now. Hey, it's paid off. I mean, obviously, look at the season that you had. And what do you, what do you, you're a track guy. What do you do? Like a hundred meter long jump? What do you, I, let me guess. That, that's so the do, stuff you I do. I do four by one relay. Okay. And then I do long jump, high jump, and the 100. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Typical football. That, I mean, every football guy who's athletic and has speed, those are the events right there. Uh, so that's funny. Um, so you mentioned uh, M2QB Academy that we had on Isaiah Osgood from Alta Catholic High School. I know who's been going there, the quarterback that previously I had coached him and I had coached Paul Hammond before that, who also went there. And I know that you put in the work there too. I mean, talk about going there. I have a cool trailer lined up with these guys. I'm going to put out for them and give them the shout out because I think the work that they do, the music they put on their uh, selection, I think is always just what makes their videos pop even more. So I know the grind that goes into keeping your social media game active and keeping your social media game relevant. Uh, but obviously those guys know what they're doing and they're putting in the work. So just wanted to give you the ability to maybe shout them out a little bit and talk about the type of things that you've developed your game at working with them. Yeah. Mike and them, they, they're really good. They're really good at what they do. I started going to them, I believe after freshman year, freshman year was the first year I really started playing quarterback. So I wasn't really sound with my form or anything. I just like could, I just knew how to make a play. So I tried out QB and then I really started to love it. So I went started going to Mike and he fixed my form like in like three sessions. I was watching, I keep going back on my Instagram and looking at my old clips. And I look at the first clip that I went to M2 and then like that's this summer. And the difference between that is crazy. Like my release got way faster. My form looks way better. I know how to throw with my whole body now, not just my arm. They've just been helping me for the past three years, basically made the made me the QB I am today. Same with Sean Brackett too. Breezy, he helped me a lot as well. Now, we, like, where are you traveling as far as that goes to, to do that stuff? Because I feel like he's kind of like a lot further away from this area. Yeah. So he has a couple sessions down like South Shore, but he's doing a camp right now actually up at uh, Essex uh, Sports Center. 
he's doing uh, like a couple weeks uh, every Sunday up there. So I'm going up there for M2. And then for uh, Breezy, I go to just Waltham High and we throw in the gym. So he helps me. So that's where I go for him. So what's the next step for you here? Obviously, senior season, your highlight reels insane, um, you know, both a ground game and, you know, saying about 400 yards rushing six TDs. I mean, there's plenty of plays too in that 400 yards that or about 400 yards that you are escaping a lot of pressure and making something out of nothing, a 12 yard loss or a six yard loss into a five yard gain. And it's like you ran 50 yards to get that, but like, you know, you put your team in really good positions in some of those rushing yards, irrelevant rushing yards uh, and they help your offense convert or make like a third and, the difference between a third and seven versus a third and two, because you're able to scoot for like five yards on second down. So, um, you know, you definitely, the dynamics of that have, you know, obviously changed your offense completely. Um, but for you, what's like the next step? Like uh, you t- actively talking to schools, recruitment. I mean, let's talk a little bit about what you got going on and maybe what your future might look like. Yeah. So I've been taking, I took a couple of visits uh, the past couple of weeks. I went up to Endicott, I went up to Curry and Framingham, and then I'm going up to Western New England this Friday. So I've been talking to them mostly, and I actually got offered by Framingham and Curry. And I'm just, I'm just need to sit down and talk to my family, make the right decision for me. Got to find out where I feel like I fit the best. And yeah, so I'm gonna just take it by ear, and I'm probably gonna make my decision soon. Hopefully, though. Yeah, we yeah, we would love to help you in any way to, to get that out there when you want to get it out there. Uh sure. you know, and obviously part of that weighing that decision is yeah, is looking at each situation, seeing where the best fit might be for you, whether that's you know, maybe sitting behind someone for a year or two and learning and understanding a system or wanting to come in and really compete for a job, you know, that's kind of where you got to look at your game and understand your game. And uh, also too, for who you are as a person, I mean, school-wise, are you, is there anything that you're kind of maybe looking at major-wise? I mean, talk about you academically in school, what your interests might be uh, as far as being like a college student athlete goes. Yeah, I'm really, uh, I think I'm going to go into criminal justice because I'm really interested in all that kind of stuff. Like, I just like uh, FBI stuff, like de- de- detective stuff and all stuff like that. And I just want to help out, like, the community, too, because I'd be seeing all, like, these stuff on uh, Instagram, everything of, like, police brutality and stuff, what they've been doing. And I want to be able to, like, stop that. So I want to go in and measure in criminal justice. That's great. So going, I have my younger brother's a cop at in Everett. Um and yeah, he's like the same exact way, like, you know, student athlete knew he wanted to be a police officer. It was just like, okay. So sometimes it's like, you know, you know, uh, and obviously being a part of change and a way that you feel like, you know, is more positive and, you know, less, you know, conflictual, whatever, if that's even a real word, but, um, you know, to, to, to make a difference. So that's cool. Um, so talking a little bit more of outside of football, obviously you get a lot of decisions and a lot of things to sit down with your family and talk about, I mean, who are you outside the football player a little bit? I mean, talk about yourself as a person, like interest, uh, you know, do you belong to any clubs in school? Do you have any like funny interest that people wouldn't even think that you would be, you know, as a hobby or that you really enjoy? So I really like music. I feel like music is something that I like go to every single day for if I'm like feeling down I just listen to music or if I need to focus I listen to music anything I'm doing I listen to music and I really feel like music is something that I like really love and I feel like it's helped me with everything sports school 
anything that I'm doing really. It just helps me get like focused and stay locked into it. And I mean, I like playing video games too, obviously, but I mean, who like doesn't on it? <laughs> I still play video games. So yeah. dude, it's a lifetime of it, man. Um, what, uh, you know, you mentioned music and you know, music's huge. Like for this podcast, I say to people who ever talk about it, like, Music to me is so important in our stories and our reels and how we put things out there. And I spend a lot of time with that because I agree, like music has messages and music, like certain lyrics and certain words can really match things or how people are feeling and understanding. So I totally get where you're coming from with that. So for us, music's huge. So here you say that, like, I'm a huge music buff myself. Like I like all different types of music and What's a song that like you're coming out to a Gillette stadium or at a big game this year that you like, if you song that just is, is going to get you jacked up, ready to go right before game time. So on game day, I really like young boy and little baby. I have mostly, I listen to them mostly on any bus ride. I'm probably listening to them too. And then like outside of football though, I really like any kind of music. I like country pop, anything really. I just like, cause I like beats a lot. So I really listen to the beats, and if I like that beat, I'm probably gonna be playing that song a lot. So, but for football, yeah, most definitely Young Boy or Little Baby. That's great. That's you know, I've heard of them, but honestly, if I if you put a song on, I might be like, oh, okay, probably not though. But um, I get it. I mean, but music's everything, and I I have a lot of coaches on here, and I ask that like in every. And I never get the same answer. Like I a coach, every coach gives me something different. And you're just like, it's just so interesting how people take music or different types of music and what gets them like amped up or focused for something that they need to do. Um, that's funny. So, um, you know, for you, the whole recruiting process and, and visiting schools and, um, you know, talking to coaches is there any advice that you would have for like younger athletes out there, young kids that are maybe freshmen or sophomores, even kids in your program that might be going through this process in a few years uh, advice as far as what to maybe look for or expect, or maybe to even like focus on that. You were like, man, I should have focused on something a little bit more than, than I did. Yeah. My biggest uh, piece of advice would be get, try to get your name out early, go to camps as soon as you can, like freshman year, sophomore year, get your name out there and stay active with Twitter. Twitter is a big help, which I didn't really know until probably the summer, the summer going into my senior year. So it was a little too late for that, but most definitely just, and find out, find out what spot you feel like you fit the most in. Like, don't go to that school just because of football, go see, go visit that school. And if you like how you like feel there, if it feels like home, that's where you most likely should go. That's what I've been trying to do. What's like the what's the biggest thing that you look for when you go to a school? Like, are you eating in a cafeteria? If the food's trash, you're like, no. Or is that a legit thing or no? Doesn't no, matter. I just okay. I mostly go like I feel like I need to have connection with the campus, and I don't really want to go to a big school. I like I like the little schools, and so whatever school really I've been going to. So I went to Endicott and uh, Framingham and Curry. They're all pretty pretty small schools, but Endicott obviously has a beautiful campus, and they like yeah so i'm just i'm just trying to focus on like the size of school and when i fit if i fit in there smart i mean i think you gotta always know what's best for you outside of football if you get injured or you're just not feeling football or you know you make a decision to step away from it then it's like okay who's your identity now outside of you the football player exactly. um, and that's important you know jumping back to the super bowl for a minute i mean i, I really wanted to talk 
from an emotional standpoint. I mean, for you, talk about an experience. I mean, we we've grown up. I mean, you're. I mean, the Patriots were like on a twenty year run. I mean, you weren't even born for the very beginning of it, right? Like, I was yeah. just going into college. Like, I was a freshman in college when that first Super Bowl happened. So. You know, for me, seeing football in this area for 20 years as a coach and how so many high school coaches run their programs so similar in their terminology as far as like, you know, um, team and defense and, you know, everything that the Patriots kind of identify themselves with and so on. I mean, talk about for you, like playing football in this area for you where it's just been like championship after championship and, and, and seeing the greatest quarterback in the world do it. Is that part of your motivation of like when you started playing football that you wanted to be like the next Tom Brady? Is that like a legit thing for you? Uh, Mostly. I don't, I don't really know. Cause I really never played quarterback until okay. like high school. Like I was always like the throwing guy, but they would give me like a reverse and I'd throw it. I'd be playing running back most mostly, but yeah. growing up in New England and watching the Patriots makes it really easy for you to want to play football and to want to like make it professionally for football. So it really was a big dream ever since I probably watched the first Patriots game that I've watched. And yeah, so it makes it really easy to want to play football out here in New England and seeing them win all these championships. Definitely when I started playing quarterback though, that's when my that's when my love for Tom Brady grew even more. And yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just so funny. I mean, I, you talk to so many coaches in this area who myself included, who like looked at things from a defensive side of the ball. Cause that was mainly the side that I kind of grew up in a system of coaching um, that you just like the terminology and how you had like your number two person play man to man against the number one. And you just like double them. Like, you know, it's just like really interesting how the Patriots did things and you kind of stole so many things. I've stolen so many things from college football that I'm like, Oh, look at this formation, like, or, Oh, look at this motion, you know, whip read back, like, you know, so you steal stuff, but from the Patriots, from like a building a program standpoint or building an offense or a defense, it's, you know, coaches around here, it's similar. It's very similar. Uh, I mean, talk about your squad a little bit this year, just in general, these guys. I mean, you mentioned some of your tight end, I think Ian Dixon, he's kind of a monster. I mean, talk about some dudes this year in Wakefield who just had good years uh, that just played well and and people that maybe even keep an eye on some of these guys who play winter sports or, or spring sports as well. Yeah, so uh, I would like to give a shout out to most uh, the Delgado brothers, Christian and Nathan. Uh, Steve Bush, he made a he had a great year this year coming off last year. He was very productive last year, but he wasn't like a score mostly for us. And he came out and broke the school record this year for most touchdowns receptions wow. in a season. Breaking uh, Bruce Brown's record. He plays for the, he's in the NBA. I what's yeah. I saw that like on Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. 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 So him, uh, Declan O'Callaghan, he, he came in and he actually filled in for our linebacker last year, who was a senior. He he left this year. He was probably our best best player on defense all all of defense last year. Hardest runner, toughest kid that I know. And my boy Decker came in this year. First year playing football since I believe seventh grade. And he was he was he was dedicated right away. Uh, we we told him to come to a lift in the off season last year after the after my junior season. And he came to one lift and he didn't miss a lift there on out. And he was he was just really dedicated into that play. And then he came in, made some big plays for us in uh, some big games. He had a couple strips to Watertown. 
Watertown was a big game for us. He he had a nice fumble recovery and strip on that. So he was a big part of part of our team. And same with our O-line, because we lost a lot of O-linemen uh, from last year. We had three seniors on our O-line last year, so we only returned two. So we had three. We had a kid who played fullback for us last year come and play uh, right tackle for us, and he did a great job too. So I just I feel like everyone stepped up on the team. I don't think there was one person who didn't come in and make a difference for us. So the Delgado brothers are twins? Yeah, they're twins. Oh, my God. Imagine having twins and both of them are just like stud athletes on top of it. Like, oh, my God. Like you just even think from like a league standpoint when you have like someone who's really good and it's just like, yeah, and he has a twin who's just as good, if not better. Like, yeah, it's like a nightmare to deal with for like two or three years, depending on how good they really are. You know, we used to face some kids in in St. Mary's High School that they had these like freshman running backs and these kids were like so good. And as a coach, you're like, I got to deal with this kid for three more years. Years and he's only going to get better and better and better, you know. So it's it's a nightmare. But man, twins, that's that's uh, oh, I feel bad for the rest of the Middlesex league to deal with those kids for all those years. But um, you know, that's cool. And 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 I did follow you guys a lot this year, and you know, I always peeked at your guys' score. And you know, we we were lucky to have the opportunity. You would send us clips. I'd reach out to you, being like, hey, if there's anything you want to send over, and you're always gracious and send things over and you know, super humble about it. Um, but being able to really follow you this year and seeing you live and kind of having my opinion about you and then seeing how well you've done, I'm not surprised at all. And I'm excited to kind of see uh, where your future lies. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on here today and and uh, chat with us. Of course. I want to thank you for, you were probably one of the first people to start posting me last year. So I just want to thank you for that. You you gave me a lot of recognition. And even even posting out my uh, teammates too, so I really appreciate you for that and what you do for the high school sports in uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean I saw it. Like I, you know, coaching for a long time, I was just like the head coach that I used to coach with used to always say he's like the dual threat quarterback in the spread at the high school level is a monster to deal with and. We used to play Swampskit High School. So Coach Dembowski, who you guys played in Super Bowl, he was the head coach there, and he had some incredible teams. And he had this running back, this quarterback, his name was Chris Cameron. He was, like, a lot like you, like, could run the ball, could throw the ball. Like, you just had to account for him. And it was just a nightmare to deal with him because you just didn't know how to, like, you play man, and it's like, okay, a guy like you gets free, see ya. Like, see ya. And so – and then you play zone and you pick it apart. So it's like, how do you, you know, how do you deal with that? So, um, yeah, I saw that in you and, and yeah, I'm not surprised at all the success. And like I said, if there's anything we can do for you, as far as this goes, you know, clip wise, um, but even when you make a decision or announcement, like any way we can help, you know, advertise that for you, but, you. uh, really excited to see, see what you end up doing. Thank you. I appreciate it. All I'll right. No. And I, uh, make my decision so yeah absolutely we'll uh we'll make a big deal about it here like i said i i get it it's a lot of work you put a lot of work into what you do and you know you guys deserve the recognition that's why we do this podcast that's why we recognize high schools and cover places and it's important you know being a student athlete it's not easy it's no joke it's a lot of work that you put in and you know for a long time the association of an athlete specifically a football player was like oh big dumb football player blah blah blah. but like 
game of football is not for dummies. The game of football is for it's complex and it's for people that are, are very smart, but also, um, you know, can balance and manage your schedules and have great time management skills and, you know, being able to understand and put in the work and be consistent. And yeah, it's a lot of life skills that if you don't have that in life, you, you struggle. So, uh, yeah, man, it's an honor to put your stuff out there for sure. So uh, from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis, uh, Javen Wilson, Wakefield High School guys. Till next time. Thank you.